that's what a Chibnall Zero looks like. It's good to know where the floor is on Chris Chibnall's writing ability, and it's that episode there. That was the worst episode of Dom 2 I've ever seen. It, yeah, I'm just, I'm just grabbing my first drink of the podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh. Straight into it, just, yeah, a- absolute fucking shit. From bean to cup, Chibnall fucked it up, I think is the phrase. <laughs> Astonishingly was, shit. It was terrible. It was terrible. I, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm not a fan of Doctor Who anymore. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to think I'm not a fan of science fiction anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I might not like linear entertainment anymore. Maybe that's what it is. So I don't think I like it. living anymore. There you go. I had to up yeah. Beat the- <laughs> walk me through it. Walk, walk me through the. Uh, well, the I'm going to ask you. I'm going to okay, ask you the no. question that I like to ask you. So, oh, Mike, God, what, what's the flux? Oh, it's like a, it's a it's a, a uni- it's a weapon, right? It's or it's like it's a purge. It's like a um, it's the it's the Reapers from Mass Effect, right? It's like a wipe a wipe clean slate, or it's not because it, the Doctor caused it, didn't she? So, I don't know. It's a fucking space fast. I don't, I don't know. What is it? Do you know? I mean, like, am I meant to know? I feel like I haven't got fucking Scooby, mate. No. I, I finished that and I went, I'm writing time travel story. Like, I'm writing a time travel story. If I don't know what the fuck is going on on an episode of a BBC show for kids that goes out at 6.30pm, how the fuck is the general public going to have the one that was really any idea? I understood Primer. Right? Yeah. Like, not... Not the first, like, I'm not claiming that I watched it first, I went, oh, this is simple. But, like, I got it. Like, it was fine, eventually. I rewatched it, I got it. This I'm I'm actually genuinely struggling to keep up with, because none of it's defined. I think that's the biggest issue. And it's it's a more fundamental issue. I just think you can pick holes in any story. You can definitely pick holes in most time travel fiction. But the problem here is he's, he's reaching for something very ambitious, and he's incapable of telling it coherently because i'm not even sure he can tell a linear straightforward story no. well it's like it's something i see a lot when i'm talking to um you know a lot of like up-and-coming indie devs who are like maybe writing their first story and they're they're they want to write like memento they want to do something they want a cool gimmick right yeah. to the story they want to do something ambitious and the number of people i've had to walk back from the cliff and been like just just do mario <laughs> just like do a character needs saving and you're going to save them or do like you know there's some bad guys and they're going to destroy the do 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 mario do zelda do halo do something very straightforward but just execute it really well that's yeah. kind of the john wick thing right is like you don't need to do loads you can just you can just do it well yeah um it's a revenge story, yeah. but it's shot amazingly yeah. and it does all the right beats and everything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a genre, it. especially like anyone listening to this who's into storytelling as well. Like, definitely look up. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was called, but the original screenplay, because it's basically, um, it kind of that that screenplay actually has more in common with um, Nobody, which was the which was one of the directors did later. But like, basically, the, the original screenplay for John Wick is a very generic kind of revenge movie that they just then kind of added all those interesting layers to. Um, and then, of course, shot it incredibly. But my, my point is is that's generally what's remembered. There are a few standout stories and movies and TV shows where they have a cool gimmick, 
but most yeah. of the time most of the stuff people love is pretty straightforward stories but just interesting from like a character or a twist point of view right or a, or just a different bit of world building or something yeah. i feel like doctor who's true that's true as well if you think about the really special episodes of doctor who yeah there's usually a gimmick but the storytelling is generally pretty straightforward and logical even something even something like blink which we talk about in every episode of this show it's not gonna get any better because <laughs> the leaping angels are all over it now um even that is like it's a straightforwardly told story it's interesting all of the timey-wimey stuff which that episode coined that phrase right like yep, that stuff's that cool is... it's there but it's not it's not trying you're not trying to catch up with it all the time and like you said like what is a 12 year old thinking watching this like i unless 12 year olds just way smart Apparently they're called video games, video games. <laughs> we text each other that at the exact same time. <laughs> that was like, this is a classic 36-year-old problem, right? I don't know if the writer is so old that he's out of touch with kids and, and, and it's nonsense, or if he's absolutely right and I'm out of touch. No, no. I make video games. I think we still call I think kids still call them video games, but now I'm worried about it. Like, have I, <laughs> have I, mean... I missed something here? Yeah, they're called video games. I mean, I wrote a book called Fuck Yeah Video Games. I didn't call it Fuck Yeah <laughs> you're Games. You're old too, Dan. You're old too. You're not one of the kids, are you? I cannot tell you the amount of fucking emails I had to send in arguing, should video games be one or two words? I, I always find out what the other person thinks and say the opposite. That's always my approach with that argument, because game journalists always have that argument online. It's just fun to kind of have the opposite opinion. I went for two. Okay. I sometimes, I'm wild. Sometimes I go for the hyphen. Oh, you fuck! Oh, you would have ruined my emails! Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, I play uh, a lot of video games, I play a lot of uh, board games. If I say, let's play mm. some games, I might suddenly, you know, launch into an Olympics. You never know. I Maybe that's what it is, though. Maybe kids call them games now rather than video games. I don't know. I they think we've already given this, this too much shit. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know any young people. I try to avoid them. Yeah, but uh, it was it was between Yaz and I don't know who the fuck that was. There was about five thousand fucking characters in this episode. Did they establish a little sister for her already, or was that like another? Her her mum was was the one from Dinner Ladies. That's <laughs> that's that. right. Dinner Ladies was all right. I remember Dinner Ladies being okay. I probably Did... wasn't right. Probably wasn't. Did... Back. No, Dinner Dinner Ladies is legitimately one of my most favorite TV shows of all time. Ever. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. It holds. It's one of those shows you're like, oh, it's peak writing. It really huh. is just like it's polished to a fucking T, and it's so chaotically written, but like beautifully. It's just it's amazing. I watch it. Yeah, literally but the like problem the problem with Dinner Ladies, Dan. The problem with Dinner Ladies is they try and establish twenty characters non linearly, <laughs> and some of those characters are occasionally other play, playing other characters. It's it's okay. You know what? You're right. Let's break <laughs> the episode down and try and work out what was it about. So. Sure. The characters. So at the end of the last episode, the, uh -huh. the guy went snap, and Jody looked and went <gasps> as he snapped his fingers, and then mm. it ended the episode. In this episode, he snapped his fingers after Jody had saved the day in some way that wasn't very well explained. Yes. So they literally did the Earth exploding. Will radioactive man act in time to save the Earth? Find out on the next exciting episode. The that was some old school horseshit awful made me genuinely burst out laughing i really think this is the worst episode of doctor who i've ever seen in my entire life my i got no beef with that i got no beef yeah. with that. i don't i don't mind i don't mind I, like i will i will happily see like a flash gordon cliffhanger that's fine i don't care that's that's I, yeah. cool it's everything after that, that i had a problem with that was fine i didn't mind that 
I hate it. It's it's no, no, Mike. We're better than that. We're better than I mean, that. We're better than. I guess Flash that's my Gordon. point. Is I, oh, that, that I guess that's the core of my point though. Is we're kind of not, and that's okay. And we could okay. We could just make Flash Gordon really well over and over again. And that would be okay. I'm just for a this kids now. show, you know. Last night I stayed up till about eight in the morning because I was watching the latest wrestling pay per view, and then right. the excitement fueled me for another couple of hours. I cried at the ending of the match because it has been two years of storytelling and build-up with characters and moments. And we're in a world now where wrestling is telling Mm. a better story than Doctor Who. That is... Wrestling. That is true. I mean, wrestling is currently telling Mm. a better story than most things that I watch. But, like... (laughs) Like, I felt a lot watching that. And that is a thing. AEW is two years old. Jody's I mean, run. It was, it was, it was 9 a.m. and you've not slept. So I'm not sure you're the, the best kind of it was, it was. It's like 5 or 6 a.m. when the match oh, went off. It, oh, okay. it was fine. And I, and I did nap for six hours before it. Oh, fair play. So I was awake. Uh, and it was amazing. It was genuinely an incredible sort of thing. And that's been two years mm. of sort of build. I mean, Jody's Doctor is now on. I mean, this is the third season. So we yeah. should give a shit about at least one of the characters on the screen in any way. I mean, they tried in this episode a little with Vinda. But I it thought was that so... was genuinely, relatively decently done. That, like again, and that's the, that's the, that's the key issue I keep coming back to here. Is it feels I keep seeing snapshots like that the the, the cold open this week that I messaged you saying someone's read Chaos Walking, but it is yeah. basically. It's every young adult novel of the, <laughs> the last like twenty years. Um, that was that was Bell's story. Star date FPZ seven two nine nine. Fucking sure, sure. From I don't know why it said, always. Yeah. I don't know why it always told us when it was her story. Apart from the last time, I got so confused at that last one. I was like, wait, is this her story? Is this not? Well, that's but, yeah, but it's like that was like those. I I actually found those individual stories relatively good. It's interesting that they're the stories about the characters I'm surely meant to care the least about. Yeah, because the the quote unquote main characters, I still don't really know what they're about or what they want in life, <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> Yaz Yaz just wants to play knockoff Resident Evil single player with two oh controllers. I can that's... see why they don't call them video games. That was a terrible UI. <laughs> That was a terrible the gu- with the with the garden pointing at the text. It's really interesting when you see that in TV shows where you realise that the average person, presumably all the people that would sign off on that, the last video game they played was genuinely Doom when they were a kid, because yeah. it's the Doom UI of kind of the skull going up and down the menu. And it's like yeah. that is that is interesting. I'm not knocking it. Like you know, it's plenty of hobbies I don't do and wouldn't know what to do with them. But it's like that's not that's not a video that was made by anyone who's played a video game for a while, or at least the or, person directing how the shot was produced hadn't played yeah. a video game for a while. I I really enjoyed that console game had a quit button. Just resume yeah. and quit. That's all you got on your whatever pad that was. Terrible accessibility on that game. There's no met. There's no settings menu. Nope. Tell Bissy would not be happy with that one, would he? Can't even invert the fucking controllers, mate. No, <laughs> like, like, how was I supposed to play a first-person shooter where you can't even invert the controllers? Um, yeah. I found it a bit weird. Like, you just like, um, actually, I really enjoyed this. Like, okay, look at the angel, turn off the console, and Yaz was like, "All right, don't look at the angel, turn off the console." Immediately, mm. just stop looking at the angel to turn it off. How did the angel get into the phone? H- how did the angel get in the phone for the end of the episode? See what you're what you're the terrible mistake you're making here is you're thinking in space. 
<laughs> when you should be thinking in time. They literally did the community lines. Because you remember, you know, in, have you seen Community? You watch Community, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, see, like, yeah, someone yeah. who would absolutely have watched Community. Um, yes. Like, it's, it's, it is the Inspector Space time, isn't it? Is this a problem yeah. of time or space? There is that literal scene in this. It's like, wow, that's. I mean, I do. We've love become the, the parody now. There is there is the lady inspector in Inspector Space Time, and everyone hates her. Not because they're sexist; she was awful. And I love that is become so true in this era. Oh, I need to watch Community uh, through again. It's been a while. It's such a good show. It's so it was a great up. show. Yeah, absolutely. I love Dan Harmon's shit. I know he's not the best person. From what you hear, it's becoming. He also, a much he also person. seems to he seems to agree with the fact that he's not a great person. Yeah, which and is he's at taking, least something, right? He's taking great taken strides. Yeah. he's taking great strides to sort of fix that. Mm. Uh, um, which I'm happy about. He seems to be in a mm. much better place. So good for Dan Harmon. I like Dan Harmon. I, I I wasn't mm. keen on this series of Rick and Morty at all. I thought it was awful. Um, I once which, I once was on a roof with Justin Roiland for about twenty minutes. He seemed on a okay. roof. I was on a roof oh. with him. Like a bar roof London cool thing. I was thinking just like a terrace sort of diagonal. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we, yeah it was in the suburbs. We were on the. Uh, I was like propped a foot up on the on the uh, on the uh, drain pipe. It was good. Something. <laughs> I've got. I've actually got a, a, a drawing he did in my, on my wall. I've got an, an, oh, a, a, cool. a unique Justin Roiland that I, I won at a charity auction. Oh, that's cool. That's a thing. That's a thing that I yeah. have. Um, fuck, I'm going to get run through my notes so we can just cover this and go to do something fun with our lives. I'm so sorry for putting you through this. This is, I am starting to hold you responsible now at this point. Um, <laughs> we and have... you, the listeners, and you, the listeners, who yeah, you're, you're... With the word orange every day. And I, I love the oranges. That's great. Confuse the hell out of my business partner. Because he, 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 he keeps an eye on my Twitter because, you know, he wants to see if anything's something we need to look at or, or that I'm yeah. getting like, complaints about a game or something. And he's like, I have no idea what you said on the internet, man, but I'm seeing a lot of oranges. He's like, is that code for something? I'm like, no, it's not code for anything. You're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> please don't listen to the podcast. Please don't listen, don't to, the listen to the podcast. No, if he, if he finds out about this podcast, it's I'm screwed. I'm totally it's screwed. over. It's the game is over. It's yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he should find out about this podcast. No one has to do it anymore. That I'd still be, cool. be doing it. I just have to get You're another just... BAFTA adjacent award winning fucking <laughs> Call up Tim Schafer. We're like Tim. Hey, Timmy boy. I don't think Tim said anything horrible about anything. I don't think he said anything horrible about anything ever, though. No, he not with a microphone in his face. No. <laughs> oh, all oh, the dark secrets. Although I have, I have, I've chatted Tim Schafer. He's genuinely lovely. He, is he one did of those your, people. Um, he did the intro for your book, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a chat through. He wanted to talk to me beforehand. We chatted for hours just about oh, gaming really shit. Cool. And I was like, I'm oh, literally cool. delaying Psychonauts by talking to you, but this is great. We talked to he, we talked at length about no how much he enjoyed he enjoyed um, working with Cookie Monster. That was one of his joys was doing that oh, little promo. They did, for, the, they did the Sesame Street thing. Yeah, right? I asked all about mm. that because I fucking love those puppets, man. Um, mm. oh, I'd love to do uh, something with the Muppets. That'd be amazing. Um, oh, the the sorry, I'm going to jump right to the next episode. Did you the watch? Did episode, you watch? Did you watch the um, Haunted Mansion? No, I haven't seen it yet. I was going to watch it at Halloween, but it was my fucking premiere, wasn't I? Are you, have you been like? Have you been like on the ride and stuff? Are you a fan of a Haunted Mansion ride? No, I've never been I'm, to a Haunted Mansion. I'm ride. not sure how it's going to click for you. That, I'm I'm kind of fascinated to hear your thoughts because it is like 75% like jokes about the ride and kind <laughs> of like callbacks to the ride. 
That's, and I'm fascinated because okay. Jungle Cruise was exactly the same. I'm like, I'm not sure anyone who's not been on the ride will understand what the hell's going on here. <laughs> or they understand the plot, but they might not get many of the jokes, you know? Yeah. All right. Hmm. I was yeah, I'm I was interested. just going to watch Halloween and then I got distracted. I was going to well, say, at the, at the end of the, the next time on with the Weeping Angels, there's a little gimmicky thing which I gave the Weeping Angels in a script it looks like they're going to do, and I'm going to be really fucked off if they've nicked it. <laughs> <laughs> just just saying this. I got One of the things I wrote was that a Weeping Angel could dissolve itself slightly in some of its stone, and then that stone could be wafted towards people to make them blink. <laughs> For a tense scene of a Weeping like, Angel like, kind of... Like a character flicking dust in someone's eye, but like it's a weeping angel. Like kind of yeah, inspiring. like literally a weeping angel with its like hand out blowing to make somebody <laughs> blink. Because I thought that was such a fun visual. But that would require them to blow with the person not blinking. Yeah, but they just have to, as soon as they blink once, you can then get it in their eye and then they've got shit in their eyes and they close their eyes. <laughs> this, this podcast is just two eight-year-olds in a school playground <laughs> talking to each other. Yeah, I'm gonna be but so like, if they that. blinked, then... <laughs> going to be so annoyed if they do that. Um, there was CGI Daleks in this episode, which fucked me off. It looked awful. Get practical effects. Mm. Bad CGI all the way through this episode. Real bad stuff. Ugly blue floaty bits. Really bad. I still maintain yeah. that the practical stuff's excellent. Like, the set design. The colour grades oh God, like gorgeous. really good as well. Like, the yeah. um, the way the, uh, the Cybermen were kind of lit and the... It was just, that was a beautiful shot. It was a beautiful scene. Um, it, no, no, no. It was, just, it was no, a beautiful scene. Like it uh, was a really boring scene with just oh, I'm from a story Cyberman for yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. All I'm but saying like, is whoever's, whoever's, whoever's job it is to make this show look great, and it's, it'll be several people's jobs. Those people are doing their jobs. They did a good fucking job. job. They're doing a good job. The CGI people have not got enough money. But apart <laughs> exactly. from that, but they haven't got enough money or enough time, or probably both, knowing the BBC. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, I don't, I didn't like the, wolf. I didn't like the blue particle things. They look very flat. No glowing. They look like they'd be glowing, but they weren't emitting any vague light. They anywhere. look like, they look like whenever I add a particle effect to a game before I've set it up properly, they're like the yeah. default. If yeah. they were magenta, they would be the perfect unity default effect. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, they were, mm, Yeah. Um, fuck. So, wait. Okay, no shit. I remember what I was saying. We were going back and saying, so everyone was going through their own timelines, right? It was, they were seeing stuff mm. from their past. Except, except for those Yaz, ones. Except for Yaz yeah. with the Weeping Angel stuff. It was implied that the Weeping Angel was messing with Yaz's timeline, but nothing came of that. Nope. Apart from the cliffhanger at the end. And Dan was in mm. Victorian times for some reason. In Victorian times and transmorphed with the dog. Well, that wasn't Dan. That was just the dog. That was her. That was the. That was the doctor seeing the dog. Yeah. No, I'm that, by wasn't, that. that wasn't Dan. That's them seeing. I know the that wasn't Dan. Lost in time, because th that right, wasn't just why? them. But they weren't. Oh, there's no answer to the question why for any of this, Mike. But there's. <laughs> so that, that was supposed. Like... Yeah, all the people that were flung into the time. I'm pretty sure the dog was there with them. And the Victorian man was in that building they were in, right? In the last episode, yeah. the Victorian man was there. Yeah. And I think the dog was there as well. But when they leave, they're not there. No, I think they are still there. Isn't the dog and the Victorian man, they're like on the planet time, aren't they? Because he's like, are we near... I'm not going to do the voice. Are we near where I'm from? And he's like, 
oh, we're we're far, far away. I took that to mean that they're on the they're still on the time planet, aren't they? Okay, now I don't know what's going on in this episode of Doctor. <laughs> I was so. It I is, it I had, is like, really. It's, it is odd. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're a showrunner. You've got these core characters. You know that your time is limited on the show. This is your big kind of six episode serial arc. We are finally your chance to do the story of how Yaz has grown and changed and found a new path in life. And you do a bunch of side characters and or alternate universe. It's just, it's just very, it's not even that I think it's that you couldn't do this any better because I look at this and I think about something like, um, uh, I don't know, Spider-Verse, um, Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. How many characters they have to set up, how many stories they're telling in that movie. Yeah. And it's like, there's no... Which is the length of two if of you're... these episodes. Sure, yeah, exactly. And we're on to three now. And it's like, you can yeah. do this stuff, but you have to be... I think Edgar Wright, we mentioned on the last week's episode, right? Like, it's, you have to be... Or was that? Maybe that was my other podcast. I don't know. Um, well, we meant, <laughs> like, yeah, we did. We, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Edgar Wright is like Edgar Wright is Mr. Structure and he can do yeah. these he could do this. He can bounce around, he can tell you everything you need to know about a character in ten seconds, he can bounce everything around. Yeah. And I just I just don't think it's in Chibnall's list of skills. He's not he's not invested enough in that on the character sheet, you know? It's not yeah. there. And it's a shame because it's like because I think honestly he could do when I see those moments where he just sticks with one little story for a bit. It yeah. starts to work, <laughs> like it starts to like. Um, uh, Which is why when, when he said he was doing this sort of six par, I was like, maybe this is what he's going to be really good at, is one yeah. six part story. Because if we're doing the traditional story arc, we're now at the midpoint. We're at the lowest point. The Doctor is in absolute chaos, and everything has been destroyed, mm. and we'll now have to dig out. And I feel like no, I just feel like we've wandered off to another episode of Doctor Who. It's I just... don't feel lost in any way in this. We, the stakes are so relentlessly low. Or completely unfathomable, right? That's the other thing. Is I think yeah. the stakes are pretty high in this because the world, the universe is ending or whatever, right? On paper. But because we don't know anything about what that is or how it's working or where the thing is, it's, okay, like, well, if there was a, it's like in a Hitchcock film, if there's a bomb under the table, but we don't know what a bomb is. We don't know yeah. how long it is till the bomb goes off. We don't even know if we're even in the same building as the table. Yeah. And also everything's, there's no lights in the scenes. We can't see anything. It's that. It's like, I don't, you keep telling me this is all very important, but then there's no, there's no push. There's no one. And it wouldn't take an insane amount to do that. It wouldn't need to be, if anything, it needs less. It just, it really needs to script editing pass. Really needs to script editing. That's what I was going to say. They are... There's so many ideas going on and so many buzzwords being thrown around and so much sci-fi horseshit that I don't even know what the current universe state is. No. Because we reveal that sort of almost in Bell's story, that sort of, it feels like a flash forward of uh, everything's been ripped apart and there's Daleks and the Flux is eating people, mm. or not the Flux, wherever the new blue Flux is. We've only seen the Flux in the first episode. Um, and, you know, all this sort of just random shit that's everywhere. You know, and this. But that's it's in not... the current time. That's happening at the time yeah. of these events. That's the state of the universe currently. That's not. But Earth is fine. Earth went. None of these ideas are bad. Not like I don't think any of these ideas are. I mean, some of them are better than others. But I think there's a, some really good kind of sci-fi ideas being thrown at this. 
but because like you say because they're just so densely packed it's like you could do an episode that's just about the whole idea of like a prison that is a, looks like a person but actually has a hundred thousand people in that's an interesting sci-fi it's a very doctor who-y kind of fantasy sci-fi neil gaiman kind of weirdness kind yeah. of episode you could do a really that's a really cool idea for an episode of doctor who and and what is that and do those is there a society in there or the is the person able to like form thoughts are they kind of a hive mind like, there's so much you could do just with that little premise yeah and here it's a throwaway kind of two-line thing or it's, it's, or just, it's, it's no it's another one of our chibnall big numbers here's a big number whoops i've killed the big number of people by only killing one person it's like this one person represents a hundred thousand people dead <laughs> yeah. i'm more of a villain than killing just one person I just Whereas, wish I just wish he'd stop trying to impress me and, and tell me a story about something interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> it feels like he's trying really hard to do everything and and to do the great episode of Doctor Who. And it's like if you look back, I, I I mean it like you know what's the um the clockwork one called? Madame de Pompadour is the clockwork yes. of robots and good times. Exactly. Those kind of that blink, those kind of classic Girl like, in the, the Fireplace. There it is. Thank you, Brian. Girl in the Fireplace. Again, like playing with a lot of the same ideas. Like we've got concurrent different times interacting with each other. We've got this over, but again, just walks you through it. So the more complex the thing you're trying to convey, the more simply you have to tell that story. Look um, at um, it's... the Heaven Sent with Capaldi running around that clock tower. Yes. And time looping and looping and looping is it's such an exactly. incredible piece of television that uh, yeah and it's it requires such a big, so busy much restraint yeah. yeah and you so just, much good editing do it. it really needs to be it's t- it's got that is an episode that every single creative member has to be working so perfectly together mm. and yeah it, and even it, then behind beyond that. beyond this like Star Wars right like Star Wars yeah. obviously is doing the the, the mono myth and that's in itself kind of nonsense as well but like uh, something like Terminator again really complex but ultimately it's just there's this guy trying to kill us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. if you're the bigger the sci-fi idea, especially for someone who's less confident in that genre, the smarter you are to keep it constrained. And that can be very, very powerful. And then, yeah, of course, like if you're Asimov, go wild. But <laughs> if you're Asimov, <laughs> you're, 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 you have that, that, that skill set. The, um, the other thing I kept thinking of in this episode um, was, oh God, what's it called? It's um, 11 something 63. It's the, um, the Stephen King time travel book. Have you read that? No. I think it, it's it's you might you might really like it, you, or you might absolutely hate it. Um, it's basically it's about a guy who uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but realizes he can travel back in time to you know a couple of years before the assassination of JFK and decides to save him. Yeah. And it's a Stephen King novel, so of course it's not as easy as he expects, and there's some kind of magicy stuff going on as well. But ultimately, it is a time travel story where they establish the rules very, very quickly. Time flows at real time. So, you know, if he wants to try and do this, he's going to have to give up two years of his life, three years of his yeah. life. But then, you know, and it's, it just really rolls in and it just builds on this idea of time travel as a as a structure. But then crucially, the idea of time trying to fix itself and what happens if you try and mess with time. Does time fight back and, and all those ideas? And if yeah. anyone, yeah, that's a really good book. So maybe you should re- read that book. But it's... I was just thinking of that and how straightforwardly told that story is and how much better it is for that than what we were getting with this. It's just, 
Like and you say, 11, I still don't know the fluxes. I still don't know the fluxes. Eleven sixty-three. That's the date Doctor Who died. Because Doctor Who died just I... as the it was November nineteen sixty-three, just as Kennedy was assassinated. Oh right, there you go then. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Uh, <laughs> Give not to read that book. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> but it, it was adapted into a really not very good TV show, which I think probably killed its. With um, oh god, what's his name? Seth Rogen's mate using everything with him. Think the dictator. No I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Seth Rogen. I tend to avoid him. The, the Pineapple Express. It's that guy. I can't remember his name. But anyway, it's not a very good TV show, but the book's really good. Um, I enjoyed oh. that a lot. Um, oh, we saw we saw Division Doctor again, which I called. I was like, oh, we're going to see Ruth in the reflection. Yep. Aren't we? We're going to see. We're going to see that Doctor in a reflection. Oh, there they are. Uh, so that was and not really used. Like that was a that was that was an interesting Doctor. That was like one of the good ideas of this mo this period of Doctor Who. I would have liked to have seen a bit more. Yeah. So we saw that. for the first time we saw that Doctor in action, and that Doctor in action is the exact same as the our Doctor in action to the point exactly. where like, you swap them out and it's no difference. And I'm like, oh, you've made the only thing you're bringing to this less interesting. I mean, Gollum versus Smeagol was right there as an opportunity in that moment, right? Where you could have yeah. one of them like trying to do it in one way and the other like, no, no, not that, this. And having yeah. those moments of like them oh and that again, that's a really good idea for an episode of Doctor Who. But it's yeah. one of fifty ideas that are being thrown at the screen kind of mercilessly. I think we're just getting old. It's just overwhelming to us. I think maybe I kind of do want to talk to a twelve year old about this and see like maybe to a twelve year old, <laughs> they're like, All right, granddad, I get it. And also, we don't call them video games, obviously. They're called the JJs. Wait, no, that's a different one. JJs. Yeah, I know something else. <laughs> something else. Oh, I like we finally saw how they took down the bad guys. That was the that was how they took down the the, the ravagers or whatever the fuck they're called. They went there and then and then they shot them with the cube gun and they were put away. They there just shot them with a gun. That was how they beat them last time, was they just shot them with the gun a bit. And then teleported them away. I mean, yeah. they did kill 400,000 people before they teleported them away, and I don't know why they didn't just teleport them away or shoot with a cube gun earlier, but... I'm feeling particularly adventurous at some point. I might try and watch all this in one go, because I do wonder how much of this I'm, I'm missing because I'm watching it with a week in between, and, you know, having a life and a job and all that stuff in the gaps. I do wonder if it's like, if actually if you watch these back to back, if it would be feel slightly more cohesive. I don't know. Do you, or do you think I'm talking nonsense? Do you think it would still I be the same? I think it's still going to be nonsense because we've gone from that really yeah. fast paced jumping between loads of plots episode to mm. a slower paced, much less going on two locations, but the same thing happening at the same time, much better episode. And we've gone mm. now back to hectic bullshit, chaos <laughs> mode. Where yeah. nothing matters anymore because it's Doctor Who, and you know we know who's writing Doctor Who once this person leaves, and who gives a shit? Like it really, like if they kill off the Doctor, Russell's like, actually, my series is going to be David Tennant and Matt Smith, and more adventures of them. I'll be like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Who cares? So that's There's my no... question: is this is this a flashpoint? Is this What's... a is this a reset? Is that what this? Is that where they're going with this? Is this kind of a clearing all of? Is this so? Is this? Are, are we actually? Are we, like, for, I'm saying, for are we Who? complaining about a Russell T Davies contractual demand? <laughs> is it basically like I'll come back, but you have to get rid of all of this stupid shit? No, because I think with the regeneration, you just clear the decks and don't have to talk about it. That's true. You know, That's Russell true. It's got the kind of the reset in, hasn't it? 
Yeah, if Russell had a big Cyberman stomping, like a big cyborg stomp, Cyberman stomping through Victorian London, and then Moffat's yeah. government was like, "Yeah, you've never seen aliens before." That's fair. I've, That's fair. I've got I've got the the canon reason why, and I'm going to save it in case I ever write Doctor Who. But I have a canon reason why things like that happen. After to... this podcast, neither of us are ever going to be allowed in a Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't know. This I is on the like... public record. I just want to say, I opened up Gallifrey Base quite early this time to have the... Oh, um, cool. To have the ratings. And number and one out of ten was winning. Really? And I don't know if that's yeah. people like me that have angrily leapt upon it. And I haven't refreshed it, but it literally... <laughs> one out of ten is... And then eight out of ten is second place. And then... Three. Give it a refresh. Let's see. Maybe it's... Maybe it's... Uh, Let's it's give it a refresh. It's moderated out now, maybe. It yeah. probably has. Oh, it has. It has... <laughs> but it is, there is a big bump at three and one for mm. people that did not enjoy. So eight is seventeen percent of people thought that was a eight out of ten episode of Doctor Who. Fifteen percent, fifteen percent of people inexplicably thought it was nine out of ten. I'm, yeah, I'm um, a little torn because I think I would argue, I would make, I think I could make a very good argument that. 10% of it was a 9 out of 10. That there was like, there were little chunks in there of like, oh, I care about that character. Or, oh, that's interesting. If 10% of it is a 9 out of 10, that means 10% of it worked. And that means it's 10%, so it's a 1 out of 10. That's what I gave it. I'm just gonna, <laughs> actually, it means, actually, it means it's a 0.9 out of 10, to be clear. If, yeah. if 10% of it was 100%, that would be a 1 out, a one out of 10. I can't it's actually vote a lower than a 1, you fucking maths nerd. <laughs> <laughs> With your shaders and your BAFTAs. <laughs> I watch wrestling, alright? I'm at that level. Hey, we mate, it's the it's the era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We all watch wrestling. I mean, yeah. Like, I, that's what superhero real. comics are, right? Ultimately. It's yeah, wrestling I mean, with uh, special effects. Wrestlers are literally like massive dorks as well. They're all like into comic books. Oh, for and sure. Stuff. Like it's it's, yeah. pro- it's just a huge fucking thing. I adore that. Half of them um, like, like half of them play games, stream games, do all the whole thing, right? Then, well, not in WWE because they claimed everybody's Twitch channels for themselves, and quite a few people quit because of it. But in AEW, yeah, they oh, let yeah. them play games. I'm not even gonna get into that. That's a whole other podcast <laughs> for a different time. We should um, have a podcast you... which is just you describing things from wrestling that I've never known or will ever kind of retain. It's good. It's I a good thing if I could show you a match from that wrestling pay per view, and you would enjoy. I it. think you could. I think genuinely, like I had because I had this exact same conversation with uh, someone I work with, and he was like, "Right, I'm going to give you an F1 race to watch, and I'm yeah. going to convince you that F1 is cool." And he did, and it and it did. So, like, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you could definitely put me in front of like some wrestling, and I would love it. Um, I'm going to do that. That's a new podcast. Fuck yeah, yeah. AW coming soon. <laughs> oh, no. so, and then that will be cursed as well. That's what it is. Is this is actually how to ruin things you like, Dan? It's you start a podcast about them. Um, I mean, yeah, Star Trek. We talked about that. That's you know. Yeah, but lower decks is great. Lower, I would love to. A, like a lower decks podcast would genuinely just be us just gushing about how good that show is. To be fair, it's really, really fun. I'm nearly finished the second season. I'm kind of, sa- I'm savoring it. You do. I slowed down as well as I went through it. I was like, I don't want these to run out. And the same with um, what we do in the shadows right now because the new series oh, that's I ha- up. Haven't started it yet. Haven't started it. Yet. Oh, it's so good. It's the best series yet, man. It's really great. Oh shit! Um, I just mm. realised one of the notes I've written is "all work and no play makes Dan a dull boy," and I think I'm referring to myself because I was just bored up <laughs> my fucking mind. 
that's just you that's your uh that's our second stephen king reference of the uh of the episode that's good yeah oh, it's a simpsons reference. Okay. um but let's <laughs> everything's a simpsons reference it's fine. that is true <laughs> um there was i really enjoyed that they undercut and really ruined vinda's character for me in this episode um so? so they have him as far as i can tell he was like working for a space bad guy and then space bad guy was a space bad guy. And he's like, oh my God, I need to report space bad guy for being a space bad guy. And it's like, oh, you're yeah. working like a less nice space bit. He's moved to anyway. space Alaska, wasn't he? That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And that was his character arc is he did the right thing. When he's about to do the right thing, his quote is, don't make me relive this bit. <laughs> and then does the heroic this thing. Is... And you're like... Yeah, that's the bit you'd remember. <clears throat> you'd re- you'd want to remember, surely. Like, yeah, you you know, what the bit you wouldn't want to remember is like the having to tell your family that you were going away because of the decision you made, right? It would be kind of the, the yeah. fallout would be the sad moment, but maybe that's a harder scene to. Plus, so you don't get to go use the same location as you use for the recruitment scene. Then, if you do that, <laughs> that that just you implies, don't get to more a bit in the afternoon. That implies he has nothing but regret for that moment. The implication there is that you actually would rather work for Space Bad Guy than end up with the punishment of working in the little den of Red. Well, I don't think that's what it's meant to mean, is it? What it's meant to mean is that it was hard and there was a moment that kind of ruined his life. He, I don't yeah, think he necessarily but... wanted to change it. What it's it actually means... Yeah, actually what, what, means how, how it is... comes across is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know why I'm choosing to devil's what it actually means is he's going, yeah, oh, I wish I'd stayed with Space Hitler and we did more Space Hitler things. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, another line. I wrote it down. Oh, this. I, I This is the clunkiest line uttered in Doctor Who for quite some time. Uh, said by, I forgot, no, Bell, wasn't it? Yeah, Bell, I think. It's, yeah, you, me yeah. and your me and your beautiful as yet unborn <laughs> yes. child. As yet unborn child. Clunk. Cameraman, if you could just quickly pan down Tap, for pan me down, Tap stomach. Yeah. I love it. It's like when people introduce people as their son, Steve, or like, yeah, yeah. I, I love, I love, because because every writer has had to do it at some point. Like I, 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 it's it's funny, and to be fair, it happens more in these episodes of Doctor Who than it usually does. But like, no, any writer who says they've never had to do a bit of clunky exposition is a liar. I um, have never had yeah. to do a bit of clunky exposition. Because I will happily rip the scene down and start it again. Then write me and your beautiful as yet unborn child. No, that's why my book's taken three years to fucking write, Mike. (laughs) That's the difference. That's fair. That's fair. Here's why I'm not writing Doctor Who. Because it takes me a really fucking long time to write. (laughs) You're like going back to basic principles every last year. So what is a Dalek? Yeah, you're doing the whole thing. Yeah, I get it. I I tell you what a Dalek isn't. A Dalek isn't CGI hovering. Bullshit. <laughs> Make them hover. Why? It's hard to CGI them on the ground. Can we just get some Daleks? No. I don't even know if they were new Daleks or old Daleks. They were shiny CGI ones, so I hated them. Um, we had a scene with an old woman that didn't have a single establishing shot, so I don't know where that was or what that was about. <laughs> that was... She was... She was... Was she? She was like the person... Was she trying to stop the the thing or was she, she was there just, just to explain of, it to the she was kind of blase about it and if anything she was kind of like yeah. oh what you yeah the killer of the universe no she's pretty chill t- that was i wrote down this doctor is a fucking imbecile 
I'm finding it harder to track like the decision making process of the character for sure. Like I don't know who this character, I don't know who this doctor is or what they. Something you've said a few times and I've kind of shrugged it off, but I really felt in this episode like you don't know if this if this doctor is about to like start an international war or run away or try and save everyone. There's no. Yeah. You did get that with 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 the previous doctors. You knew you could you could they had a consistency of character. You knew what their reaction would be. Yeah, this doctor. Not so much this doctor's looks at a, she's like all of her friends are stressed and fucking wearing with those division guns and she's like mm. i've seen that weapon before on the previous version of myself that if you met a previous version of yourself that you didn't know about you'd probably memorize the weapon that they made you hold for a while mm. or that they were wielding go oh i don't like that gun and you'd recognize it and go oh this is the division because there's the gun or we've got a connection there and there's no connections being made that are there there's nothing She's doing nothing. She's just being escorted around by a plot that she's currently not in control of mm. in any way. She's making no decision. Like, so they go to this place, this planet called Time, to stop this thing being destroyed with these not Weeping Angel. We thought that was going to be the Weeping Angel origin, but it turns out, fuck it, probably not. Um, They've still got time. They might, they might go there. I think that, that was good. That was, that was some good uh, fanfic we wrote. I quite like that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. wrote, you wrote, and I was in the room for, so take credit for. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I got no ego. I don't give a shit. Um, as long as the story's good, I don't <laughs> care. Um, yeah. So they what? What's the plan of the bad guys? They went. They <laughs> went to that. The they went that pl- to that place to yeah. finish the bike. Mm-hmm. To uh, well, well, they they went to that place to planet uh, time. To do it. It's planet time. Uh, because yeah, space was fully booked, and they wanted a little getaway. Um, ironically, ironically, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were late arriving at Planet Space, but they managed to find a room at, at Planet Time. Yeah. Oh, see, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Good stuff. I did. Yeah. yeah. But they mm. they just so they turned up there to fuck with the time stream. Then the Doctor went in. Mm-hmm to magic space broken time and then was like mm-hmm. no stop and then it didn't happen or something and then they left yeah yeah, yeah. what the it's, fuck it's... is actually happening in this fucking eight out of ten story <laughs> and that's the problem because i think i do think one of the massive drawbacks of how this show is structured because because i when we've criticized this i've seen people like reply to us on twitter like saying well actually it's like part part i think this was about the first couple of those like part two of a six part thing so we can't really judge it till it's done and it's like yes to an extent but also no because it's television like it's yeah. you weren't you didn't watch an episode of uh breaking bad and at the end of the episode go i don't know what's going on i can't wait till next week to know what's going on yeah. you can't that's that i think that's the fundamental thing that's going wrong here for us is it's good to set up mysteries it's good to set up um cliffhangers it's good to be whatever but you can't leave your audience confused i think that's the problem here is i'm sure the events of this episode will make more sense next episode in the same way as i've kind of felt like retroactively each episode has kind of fixed my understanding of the previous one yeah but it just means i come away from an episode and i just do a big sigh and load up discord <laughs> and cry a bit and then call you and it's like that's not I should be I should be punching the air after each episode. I should be excited about what's next and what the possibilities are. And instead, yeah. it's just like I I'm 
I'm going to watch next week, but like it's not driven by excitement or interest or or, or wondering what's going to happen. It's wondering what has happened. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. That didn't it's, seem. It's, it, it, at this point, it feels oh my like God. Bo- what? My, you know how laugh how before my back lights like flickered on. <laughs> yeah. While we were doing the podcast, and I was like, "That's <laughs> the scariest thing that just happened. It just happened again." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying there's an invisible Doctor Who villain who shows up in my garden every time we're on the show. It's but there might be an invisible suit. <laughs> What's going on? It's Chibnall, isn't it? He's out there. It's Chibnall out there going, what are you saying about my show? <laughs> so yeah, I'm just freaking out about that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Fair enough. Hey, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about yeah. the Audience Appreciation Index. Hey. Which uh, hit 76 for the Halloween apocalypse, which is the lowest since what episode, do you think? I do not know, and I will not remember the line. I'm guessing since the start of this era of the show, that would be the, that would no. be the headline. Okay, no, go on. No, Love, Love and Monsters. It's the Which one does that one remind me? Love and Monsters was the one where, with, with the... Uh, I mean, it was it was David Tennant, Peter Kay is the absorbable off. Oh, uh, it's the, the guy from with, Hustle, um, Danny Blue, name? Yeah, Mark and the Warren. woman ends up as a stone tablet or something, or a bit of cement. Yeah. She ends up as a piece yeah. of cement. Yes. That was the last episode to get a 76. That was okay, even, that one. I quite liked that. I was yeah, better I mean, than this, yeah. The first I, two I episodes... I can tell what happened. I remember that episode years later. I will not remember this episode yet, two minutes from now. <laughs> yeah, the this this era has been caned in the audience appreciation, regularly dropping into the sort of 70s. Like, apparently... Uh, Warren sure. Santara's got a 77 as well, which is very low. Um, it's very, well, I mean, like, they know, right? Like, that's why the show's being retooled. That's why they're, you know... It's being handed up. I mean, yeah, in, during, like, Series 5 Moffat's run, I mean, the lowest there is an 84, with peaks of 89. Mm. There was dips into 90s during, like, the end of Tenant's run. And yeah. That's like, yeah, I feel know, bad for criticising so much of the Moffat stuff now. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think I think well, Capaldi stuff drops off desperately and then kind of hits starts hitting eight yeah seventies again. Yeah. So very high seventy like seventy seventy nines and then sort of low eighties. I mean mm. I mean Capaldi was just a doctor that I just didn't get on with. Just wasn't it was it was well written. It just wasn't a show that I was interested in anymore because it was just sort it of was a bit of a dead end for the character. I think yeah, it wasn't. I didn't. Yeah. It, I and yeah I, yeah I agree I agree. Yeah, and it just and Clara was a, a, a abysmal piece of absolute fucking shit. Um, we'll get <laughs> you did the, not like Clara. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. loathed Clara. Desperately loathed Clara. Um, not a fan. Why did they have a sad walk away from that scene? They had the slow motion sad walk away. Slow motion's cool, Dan. One, slow motion it, implies that things happened, Dan. <laughs> well, what's the plot of this fucking show? Freeze like? frame means something very important happened. Have you not seen the Breakfast Club? Powerful I have stuff. seen. I have seen the Breakfast. That's the if one you, I have if seen. You, your references. If you have the strings come in and you slow things down, then that means drama has happened, Dan. And it's uh, it's powerful. Did you like the remake of a, a thing we'd already done in Doctor Who? Because again, it, Capaldi's right. In Heaven Sent, he has that thing where he's he's about to die and he goes into his brain and he's dancing around the TARDIS basically and thinking up the plan and chatting to himself. And like the TARDIS mm. is the Doctor's brain, like that's where he is, and he's sort of chatting to himself, and it's him mm-hmm. working out and being really clever. And they did this with Jodie mm. by kind of zooming on her face, and she's like, 
Okay, so I'm gonna pretend that what happened didn't happen and then Sonic the Ceiling and the... the, 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 the and it's kind of like just the shit remake of the thing that you like. It's kind of like it's this also, doctor. You know, I, I, this is this is. I think we've summed this up. This doctor is the Grand mm. Theft Auto definitive edition version of Doctor <laughs> Who. Oh come on now, come on now. <laughs> I think it also looks so weird. But the um, it's I think <laughs> I think what it what it comes down to is is it's how I'm really trying to think how to word this in a way that's polite. Uh, it's how people who aren't very smart write smart people. That's the best way I can frame it. Like, if, yeah. if Moffat, for all his issues, is clearly a quite an intelligent bloke, and he can write, he can write intelligence with a degree. I've, I've seen people criticize the way he writes intelligent characters for sure, but I think he's better at it than this. Whereas yeah. I think if you're someone who's writing a character who's smarter than you. It's really hard. It's really challenging. I think, obviously, the, the point of the Doctor is they're smarter than anyone who could possibly ever write an episode of Doctor Who, right? Yeah. So it's interesting seeing seeing that kind of fail here because if the where, when it doesn't work is when you try and present it as magic, when you just write it as, I'm confused by this, so I'm going to use a, you know, you summarize and just say, it's like, iggledy, piggledy, blah, 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 and then that works. Whereas yeah. if you actually try and welcome the audience into like the thought process and say... No, this all makes sense. You're just too stupid to understand it. Even if what they're saying is nonsense, it still kind of clicks and works. Yeah, um, this didn't do that. Uh, so actually, Moffat's the way Moffat writes intelligence is really interesting, and I've talked a lot about because um, he wrote intelligence as a superpower. He mm. he did it as a there was basically superheroes around the place that were just hyper intelligent, way more than us, and they kind of had their mm. own this logic that was flawless because the show needed it to be flawless. But if you start to think yeah. about it and pick it apart, it falls apart. But you sure. don't. And the, the the trick of Sherlock, and the thing that was great about Sherlock, was you never actually sat and thought about it when it was happening. Like in the first episode, no. he's like, oh, there's those scratch marks underneath the charger. And then he's like, a shaking hand was put into it, an alcohol or some, something, I can't yeah. remember what it was. But I'm like, everyone's got those marks. Everyone fucks up putting the charger in the first time. Like, that's uh, that's just how old phones used to be. Like, that's... I what feel, you're describing I, is the thing. I like, think the just, reason people... It gets criticised with Sherlock because I think... At least this is my memory. It's been a while since I read them. But I feel like Doyle actually managed to mostly write write smart deductions, <laughs> like the deductions yeah. actually track. And that was yeah. the problem. Was I think you when you're when you're comparing yourself to like literally the best written detective fiction ever, you're gonna you're gonna it's a, it's a tough act to follow, right? Yeah. But yeah, I like the superhero thing because it's true of when you're watching a superhero movie as well, right? Because if you're sat there thinking, well, why don't they just get thought to sort this out then then it's a failure of storytelling because you shouldn't be caring about that because you should be swept up in what's going on yeah um yeah um yeah if you're swept up you can just i'm fine with it i'm not going to criticize it for the avengers not popping up in certain things because sometimes they fucking do the bastards go oh and sometimes you're like i mean at the moment there's no avengers really out there anymore which is quite a nice well build it it up aren't they sign build up again have you watched uh, shang chi yet no, that came out yesterday, day before. It did on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna watch I'm my gonna dad's visiting soon, so I'm gonna watch it with my dad. Oh, nice! It's a good dad film. It's a good dad film. Yeah, I like a good dad yeah. film. Oh, I love it. Oh, I yeah. love a Boxing Day film or a long Boxing Day film. About people. Oh, it's a good. A it's prison. good. We tend to do that because <laughs> yeah, we 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 like we like Marvel films, but like uh, uh, Carrie's mum loves them, but but doesn't watch them herself. So basically, whenever we're with her for Christmas. 
it's always a case of okay which marvel films are released this year and of course you know we've already got them or whatever so we yeah. just kind of do a little marvel <laughs> marathon every christmas it's lovely awesome it's actually something i, I associate I, with christmas now i took my mother-in-law to see the first part of infinity war infinity was the first one so yeah to see that and that was the yeah. first marvel they'd ever seen interesting because uh, they were like, I'll be, let's go. I've never seen one. I was like, let's fucking do this. Like, you know, uh, and <laughs> they genuinely really liked it. And it works. Like, There's it... a really good, um, what's his name? Um, Willems, Patrick Willems did a video, which was, I think his was Endgame. I think he took his parents who'd never seen a Marvel movie to see Endgame. Oh. And it holds up. And they were, they really were into it. It's like a really interesting kind of half hour interview of this guy basically interviewing his parents about like, so do you know who any of these characters were? And it's 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 interesting because basically Endgame doesn't rely on the previous movies as much as you think it does. It's it yeah. relies on the characters as pop culture images, but like it would be impossible for you to not know who Iron Man is at this point as a person who is living in the world. <laughs> like everyone yeah. knows these characters now. So you, you can kind of you can cut shortcut a lot there, which is interesting. But yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, there we go. Yes. It's fun to do. I think if you sat somebody down to watch this episode of Doctor Who, though, <laughs> not so much. As somebody not who so much. did do just do that, I legitimately it's it's kind of I feel like I've woken up from a dream because it felt very dream sequencey the whole thing. Mm. I mean, poor fucking Dan. It's still Halloween night for that prick. It is. It's he's just, also <laughs> he's not really quite got the range for the soldier character, has he? No. I didn't necessarily buy him in that role. Because he was, yeah, it was weird that they did this, like, he was actually the dog, because it was the dog that Jody's worked with, which is, oh, that's when I screamed, Jody, you're a fucking imbecile. Um, because, oh, when someone calls him dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and well, then you, uh, yeah, obviously and we know like, why oh, that I see is what's happening way. here. Yeah. It's, you've got to write, if you write the doctor, the doctor has to know sci-fi tropes. That's my secret. The character needs to know it's just irritating. When you're watching a zombie film, they don't. it's like, oh my God, there's people leaking out their faces. We need to come up with a name for this. You're like... The zombie thing I can forgive, but in fairness, the Doctor has experienced every single sci-fi trope that's existed since the 60s. So yes, I think you're absolutely right with the Doctor. Like yeah. The Doctor has lived through every sci-fi trope, so therefore would be aware of, oh, this is an invasion, you know? Yeah. I think that's always the stuff that I enjoyed the most with, with previous Doctors, was that moment where they go, oh, I know this. You know, yeah. and, and it's and we there's still some moments like that in this, but it's much, it's much more sporadic. Um, it felt much more earned and consistent with the other versions of the character, where it was, oh, this 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 doctor knows this. Oh, they've not encountered. It was interest. That's the thing. It was interesting when the doctor didn't know something. And yeah. That was an interesting kind of, and it it poses the question of why, in a way yeah. that's not the case now in this version. Yeah. yeah, like when um, Tennant's sitting there and there's that text written in these like sort of satanic looking scripts up a fucking wall of the impossible planet yeah. orbiting a black hole. And he's like, I don't know what this means. You're like, oh, fuck. We are so fucked. Yeah. You need, it's, when you think about those episodes, you think about those doctors and you think about like, um, what's the episodes that you'll know this name? Um, oh, it's the, it's the War Doctor episode, isn't it? Where he's negotiating with himself. Is that the War Doctor one or is that, no, it's a different one, isn't it? Where, he's, he's where one of them's... He's a, um, oh, the one beginning with Z. <laughs> it's the great Doctor Who podcast. The one beginning with Z. Good. Well, the, on, shape-shifting, the shape-shifting, shape-shifting aliens. Zygons. Zygons, that's the one. Where, he's a Zy- yeah. where there's a Zygon Doctor and a Doctor Doctor, and they're negotiating, and neither of them knows which side of it they're on, right? That's Do not you remember that episode? Sure. 
I mean, that's the fiftieth anniversary has there's a Zygon uh, Lethbridge Stewart and there's a non uh, what's her name Kate Kate Lethbridge Stewart. There's a Zygon version of her and a non-Zygon version. Oh, I meant that scene about the doctor. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, it's about Kate. My Lethbridge point I was Stewart. making doesn't. Okay, yeah, I've completely moved from this around that episode. My point is entirely <laughs> false. I will back off from it immediately. Well, the point I was I'll going wait. to make, I'm sure there's other examples of it, is there's yeah. so many episodes of a show that rely on the fact that the Doctor knows everything as a plot device. It's a twist well, that they don't, or that they can't yeah. deal with the situation, and that's interesting. Whereas, whereas my... Uh, the way I think Doctor Who should be written is the Doctor is not the main character of Doctor Who. The companion mm. is the main character of Doctor Who. Yeah, and in all they the can Doctor have an arc. Yeah, they can grow, they can have an arc, they can explore these new universes and things and learn about all this shit. And when the Doctor's mm. taken that commission, it's their time to shine. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of, that's what builds their growth, is that sort of thing. And if the Doctor has to sort of step in, you get a bit of an angrier Doctor, who's a bit, you know, you get to push those extra bits of Doctor and do a little bit of character work with the Doctor and then, you know, make him a bit more alien in Matt Smith's case, or make him a bit more distant in Tennant's case, or just yeah. angry in, you know, Capaldi's case. Um, but I feel like in this, in Chibnall's Doctor Who, the Doctor's the main character, and it's just a lot less interesting. The Doctor's as well, not the interesting like, part. But also, and this is an excellent thing that this episode encapsulates is um, this is great by the way because I have to go and write a bunch of script after this episode's finished recording, and this is lovely <laughs> So I'm basically having to analyze my work to this extent. But like the 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 the, the issue here is that. Um, this episode is an episode about backstories and it entirely yeah. focuses on the wrong characters in terms of who those backstories are just from a and not wrong necessarily but kind of wrong from the point of view of like efficiency right because you 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 don't these are characters you don't care about particularly theoretically they're making you care about them for future episodes that's great but still in terms of this episode it feels like it's the wrong episode so it's the wrong fit to be telling me and i think if you're right i think you are that this this is thinking of the doctor as the main character we don't know anything about this character. This character is so ill-defined. We don't. Yeah. If they're the main character, we should know what she wants. I think that's why it's evolves. standing out so much as well, because the, yeah. the, the focus is purely on her and her backstory. There's no like, what is Yaz's story? Where's Yaz? Yaz is just with the Doctor. Yeah. You know, Rose was running away from the boring life, and fucking Martha is, you know, trying to save the fucking world because she's Martha, and she kept doing it even without the Doctor and. I can and the go police origin again story again. with Yaz, you could do so much with the police origin story with Yaz as well. Yeah. Like there's there's like five or six different, you know, ways you could develop the idea of a a police officer put into that situation, and especially like yeah. in a twenty twenty one context, like what a police officer is and how they react to that situation would be genuinely really interesting. You could do some amazing storytelling. Yeah, doesn't need. To, I'm not didn't. even saying from like a political point of view. It's interesting just from a point of view of someone who thinks they know how to. Uh, help people and learning the, from the, the doctor sort, how to actually help people of, you know the sort of person who would put themselves forward to represent a community is an interesting point in 2021 especially now divided nation yeah. as people keep fucking calling it you know exactly somebody who's willing to take that stand and be like no i'm going to stand for everybody regardless of whatever because that's the fair or thing the opposite right who realizes that being a cop isn't great you yeah. know and then there's a, maybe a different way that they can stand up for a community oh, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what to do lots the of lessons that characters could be learning right now go on to do the cops aren't great thing, what they could do, right, is they could get, like, the Dalek. You know that Dalek that melted? They could get that and then make, like, a show out of it and have, like, they could call them drones and have, like, Daleks <laughs> as police officers to kind of establish this sort of, like, authoritarian version of the police that some places are seeing around the mm -hmm. world at the moment. Mm -hmm. That would be mm -hmm. super interesting. Like, That'd imagine really the ideas you could get with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, yeah. You wouldn't want to drop the ball on that. You wouldn't want to completely miss oh, the point. No, 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 oh. no, no. Jesus, especially not with like you know <laughs> children watching it. You'd want them to know that you know to be a police officer, the first thing you have to do is you have to care about your local community. That is police officing one hundred and one. Is you're there to make your community a better place for everybody. You work for them. Yeah, that's the that is the rule. And if you don't understand that rule, and you're there for power for yourself, it's just interesting. I mean, you could also that seems like a really important much. message you could put in front of ten million children, right? That would be a really T- ten million, like, Mike. Fuck you now. Yeah, we're looking. Is at it writings, not? What's you? the what are <laughs> I've not seen. I've not seen one of Oh, let's have a look. See, um, I mean, remove oh, us from it. Remove take away two because we're watching it. Uh, well, I'm going to have a look at the where's the AI viewing thing. There we are. So for the first episode, hang on a second, this won't take too long. I'll just pop here. Initially, the overnights, which aren't super fucking important, were 4.43 million for Doctor Who. That's people who saw it live. Yeah. Yep. So normally you get a time shift about two million. Hang on, I can Wikipedia tends to have this now. 5.79 over the week. Okay. That's not great. That's not where it was, right? That's, um... Yeah. That's alright. Really? Oh, okay. Not for a first I episode, but I mean, like... Um, yeah, I mean... We got a 4.8 and a 5 flat in Capaldi's run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of a few... Yeah, okay. sort of sixes and stuff. Um, what did War of the Sontarans get? Where is it? Where's the... Uh, that one there... Trying to find these numbers. They kind of hide these numbers a little bit. So it was, what was it? It was a mm. 4. 4.43 million overnights. And then the second episode, uh, 3.96. That's a big drop off. Mm-hmm. Overnights. That's half a million didn't watch overnight. We'll get the, the final result for that tomorrow morning. Um, for the, the seven days one. But So that's half a million. Like I said, I, I don't think casual people are going to stick around for it. And half a million didn't. Mm. Um... Yeah, it's not in the best spot, but I mean, it's not like I'm not worried about. It. Uh, some people are like, oh, we're doomed, ratings doomed. I mean, Russell T Davis is coming back. We've announced series beyond this one. Like, I'm yeah, I'm it's gonna wobble. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fine. I don't really care about it. But it is there was a there was a substantial drop off of half a million people from that first episode. In fact, Loki dropped off about half a million from its first episode, and that was considered to be a huge failure. But that would be a much smaller percentage of viewers because a lot more people, I'm assuming, watch Loki than watch Doctor Who. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how public uh, Disney are with their figures. But people know it dropped off half a million. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's... it's uh, Doctor Who's not in the best hands right now, it's safe to say, considering we just watched an episode that I've forgotten most of and was awful. Flat out fucking awful. But on the bright side, Russell's coming. So, like, we're just kind of riding out the last bit of a big, horrible vomit session. Just to just and you know how much better you feel after just vomiting for ages and 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 ages. I think we got the title for the fifth episode, but it was shit, so I can't remember it. Next week it's the village of the weeping angels and they're on the thing in the place in the time. They're in the TARDIS and they're in I don't care, Mike. I just want it to end. I think that's the ending of the episode. I think that's it. That's the moment. Let's fight by everybody. We're halfway. <laughs> We've made it halfway. Hoo-ha! <laughs> <laughs>